Welcome to another highly questionable. I don't know why my father was saying so loudly before the show that he missed Mina Kimes and Dominique Foxworth, but here he is, Izzy Gutierrez. What do you like on the show today, Izzy? We get to tackle the age-old question, are the Raiders for real? Oh, no. Dale, papi. <laughs> Whose late game heroics were more impressive, Deshaun Waxon or Will Lutz? Okay, I am going to just say this right now. I know New Orleans is very happy, and Will Lutz has a monster leg. But that game, a game of violent real estate acquisition that was as fun as any you've ever seen on Monday night, with one minute left, cannot be decided by someone named <laughs> Will Lutz. Come on now. Anyway, here we go. Let's go to some video here. This is how Deshaun Watson, with 49 seconds left, ends up putting Houston very quickly. This is a two-play drive. You didn't think they were going to be able to get down the field in this amount of time. Too fast. They, they did it in a couple of plays. And then people like this guy over here playing the result too fast. You can't leave Drew Brees that much time. You can't because look at what happens when you leave Drew Brees 37 bleeping seconds. It is pretty amazing, though, because we're marveling at Deshaun Watson. But what Drew Brees did, exactly what he needed to do, got them right to that field goal target line, knew their guy would be able to hit it, even though he missed one of a yard shorter earlier. But, man, Deshaun Watson, if he can do that behind an offensive line that lets him get sacked six times, imagine what he's going to do when that line gets actually better. He's been sacked 3.6 times per game. That's the most ever, Dan, for any quarterback since the stat was originated back in 1992. He was the one that was in the medical tent twice last night. In game time situation, when he needs to win, boom, boom, should have won it, but he's got Drew Brees on the other side. That was amazing. By the end of the year, Deshaun Watson might be in the MVP conversation. That is not a knee-jerk reaction, I promise you. If you wanted a really juicy storyline today, we needed the 15 seconds that disappeared from the referees to be something we were talking about today. We're not talking about it very much because the Saints won the game. But if that had gone the other way and Drew Brees hadn't had time to get down the field because 15 seconds evaporated, you would have ended up in one of these situations where the Saints would have every reason in the world to hate the NFL for all the Bounty Gate stuff and to think the officials were against them based on how they didn't get into the Super Bowl last year. Well, maybe the Texans would have stopped Drew Brees if they had Clowney. Oh, there's that, right? right. Maybe maybe J.J. Watt wouldn't have been totally invisible in a primetime game if they had Clowney. Maybe they would have stopped the run a little bit better if they had Clowney. Did last night prove we should give the Raiders a chance before burying them? I'm curious. I know that a lot of people have been laughing at the Raiders and laughing at John Gruden. I know that you think that $10 million a year for 10 years soothes that. But were any of you happy for John Gruden last night after being played for a fool, getting a performance out of some Raiders that you might not have been expecting, even if it was against a washed John Elway and a washed Joe Flacco? This performance last night doesn't mean much of anything in the larger scope, but if John Gruden can make Derek Carr look like that, Derek Carr is an albatross as the quarterback he was last year at that contract. But if Derek Carr can look like that, John Gruden will be paying for himself. You're pretty right about that. Say what you will about train wrecks and everybody wanting to see it. You do start to feel sorry for the guy. Now, granted, they, meaning the Raiders, might have messed up the Khalil Mack thing last year or might not have had enough money to pay him. But this one, it just gives you some empathy for the franchise so when you hear the crowd saying bleep a b bleep a b and on top of that they're winning their opener after all the 
Antonio Brown saga. Maybe it gives them something to rally around. Maybe it gives you something to feel good about this team as it's on its way out the door to Las Vegas. I don't love what they have, but Tyrell Williams looks like a really good wide receiver, and I found out he's on one of my fantasy teams. That's great. Josh Jacobs is a really good running back. And again, if Carr can look like that, they will be a decent team with something to cheer for. It seemed like they had absolutely nothing after Antonio Brown. This, at least, was a good breath of fresh air for the franchise. Can I say something to you, EC? Uh, yeah. Nobody gives a about your fantasy team. <laughs> That's true. That's awesome. That was really yeah. self-involved. I thought the same I mean, thing. I just didn't have the courage to say it out loud. I thought it exactly the same. Are you with Jerry Rice that Antonio Brown signing with the Patriots was planned ahead of time? All right, I have very few life rules, but one of them is that I will not make a brilliant master strategist out of someone who painted their mustache that color. I know many of you want to make him some sort of genius because Antonio Brown ended up in the perfect place. He's living in Tom Brady's home right now as they're making a buddy cop movie, but this was not orchestrated. This was turbulent behavior from a giant diva who, at the end, got to the place that he wanted in a very short time because it's where he wanted to be. This might have come together very quickly at the end, but this was not any master plan from this guy. Antonio Brown's divaness seemed to escalate very quickly from, let's say, a couple of years ago to the end of last year to this year being something we've never seen. But all that said, frozen feet can't be planned, right? An eight-figure pay cut wouldn't be planned. But the thing is, if you're Jerry Rice and you see all this behavior and you talk to Antonio Brown, what are you supposed to believe, right? It doesn't seem like normal behavior. So you're going to think, you know what? He's had this plan the whole time. I can't believe anything else because there is no better explanation. Antonio Brown just did something crazy and Jerry Rice can't figure it out. Do you know who thinks it should be an investigation? Oh, I do know. Uh, Ted Wells! I knew it! I knew it! He wants an investigation. What? You want me to investigate the Patriots? Happy to do it. I'm going to make copies of my last report and just throw them in there. He can give you hell of a deal, Fidel Godel. Low, low price. Six million dollars. Just a minute. That's right. That's more than the last time. Bargain, man. Five million dollars last time. Is Carson Palmer right that Dak should take less money for the betterment of the team? Okay, I think we know in a salary cap age where it's hard to get advantages, one of the places that you can get it is if Tom Brady's getting a discount, if Patrick Mahomes is playing at a discount, if Russell Wilson, when he's making it to the Super Bowl, is playing at a discount, and then when he gets paid, you lose your entire defense. And I understand where Carson Palmer's coming from because he's a guy who quit to get away from losing. He's a guy who understands you better have a good amount of teammates around you or losing is going to make you want to do something like Andrew Luck just did and quit because of the physical pain. I understand where Carson Palmer's coming from, even though it's a silly thing for him to say with someone else's money. Yeah, it's usually when you get to your third or fourth contract, when you're in the Tom Brady world, and maybe you happen to be lucky enough to be married to a supermodel, but you can afford to give up all this money. Dak is getting his first big contract. It's not on him to give up money. And in fact, why does it have to be the quarterback who gives up the money? I know he makes a lot, but there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. If they took a certain percentage off of everybody's cut throughout the team, they could still get better players around them. It's too much to ask for the quarterback. And again, I understand where Carson Palmer's coming from, and there's a history of quarterbacks doing so. But it doesn't have to be on them. And for this team that's built around supposedly Ezekiel Elliott, it doesn't have to be Dak that takes the pay cut. He should get everything he wants. I ask you to consider something, though, as the guys in the NFL are sort of trying to shake the structure that allows them to have their power, whether Le'Veon Bell is sitting out a season, Melvin Gordon's sitting out, Ezekiel 
Ezekiel Elliott is threatening and you see what ends up happening there. When it comes to Dak Prescott, because he's such a team guy, because that position is not allowed to bring distractions, he has so much leverage right now that if he dared to sit right now, if he threatened what Julio Jones threatened, hey, maybe I don't want to play this Sunday, Jerry Jones would have to cave fast. Will the Lakers be better with the unibrow? That's their number one option. Oh, wow. It had been actually a couple of minutes since we had a LeBron question around here. And Anthony Davis, if you're watching what's going on with the sports books, they're saying he's got a better chance. He's more of a favorite to win MVP than LeBron James. And given that he was brought there almost literally, not literally at all, actually, to be a fountain <laughs> of youth for LeBron James, you have a guy in your design that you are making the centerpiece to make the game easier for LeBron. Why wouldn't LeBron James step back a little bit with the most versatile game in the league and allow this guy to do what he does? Some sort of semantics involved here when you talk about being the number one option and being possibly a favorite for MVP. The offense still goes through LeBron. Uh, Anthony Davis, for everything that he is, for everything that he does, doesn't really have, like, go-to offensive moves. He does a little bit of everything. And in a pick-and-roll situation, is it going to be Anthony Davis initiating it, or is it going to be LeBron James or another guard? We get it. The ball's going to get to Anthony Davis. He's going to find ways to score. He's going to fill up that stat sheet and play next to LeBron, probably be the best player in his prime that he's ever played with. But it's still going to be LeBron creating things. Anthony Davis might have the numbers. I don't think either of them will end up with MVP. They'll probably take votes away from each other. But that's going to be just an interesting duo to look at. It's not really going to be Anthony Davis being the number one option. Well, Anthony Davis is number one. I have always said that LeBron is number two. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Come on, man. That's how you can say it on Come TV. Come on. <laughs> Should Odell really care that the NFL won't let him wear his $350,000 watch? Okay, that's a real question. <laughs> he is wearing on the field in a game where helmets break things a $350,000 watch and the league won't let him and he wants to. And I just want to be here to celebrate in real time the month of the evolution of the diva wide receiver because they are changing the way we're doing business at that position even by the standards of divaness. The idea that he's fighting for this, Izzy, of all ridiculous things is millennial funny. Then I could have gone the entire season and not know noticed he was wearing a watch and the only other reason that people noticed it is because it's this popular ridiculously expensive watch with which you probably cannot even tell the time i have no idea what this watch looks like where to buy it or anything else or whether it should cost that much but what is he doing like of all things to fight for apparently like rafael nadal wears this watch but is he going to be any cooler odell wearing this watch it doesn't make any sense rafael nadal's is twice as expensive oh as this God. one but again nobody's trying to tackle him. He's three weeks away from joining the Patriots. You watch. You watch, you watch what happens here. Watch. They're going to start fining him for this watch. He's going to keep using it until the Patriots get him for nothing at all. Coming up next on my son's TV show. Deserves more attention than he's getting, which is none right now. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. I saw, I saw a video recently of Terrell Suggs as a high school running back. And it was something like that, uh, where you're surprised that. by the big man's speed. <laughs> Time to play the game that can't believe we have to wait two more days until we get more football. Do you question? It's only two days. Relax. You give us topics and events, we question them. 
Do you question if this running back deserves more attention from colleges? Okay, this guy's not getting any attention. Texas high school football is soaked in talent. Let's see here if this recruit deserves more attention than he's getting, which is none right now. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. I saw, I saw a video recently of Terrell Suggs as a high school running back. And it was something like that, uh, where you're surprised that. by the big man's speed. <laughs> speed, agility, 70-some yards. This guy's going to be a diamond in the rough. I don't know how you miss him. He looks like he weighs about 300 pounds. There's a reason he's back there. How many broken tackles is that? One, One two, two, three, three four, four five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Somebody's 11. coming for a second try. Wait a minute. More than 11 <laughs> broken tackles when there are only 11 people on the field for the other team. Uh, looks like he was playing against the Dolphins' defense. I mean, it did kind of look like that. There was a run early in the game against the Dolphins right at the start that didn't look too much dissimilar from that. Do you question if this is an upgrade from the turnover chain? A lot of schools doing it very poorly. No one worse than FSU, by the way, with a backpack and then a mask, some ridiculous mask. Taggart should start leaving the games wearing a mask for different reasons. But let's check in here with Akron. Look at what happens here. There's a turnover. Akron gets the ball. And the celebration ensues. You, uh, you get a giant pencil. The turnover pencil. There it is. Um, what are you supposed to do? What's the meaning behind that? What did you do? Just like erase an offensive drive yes. so you got a pencil? Yeah. I mean, you're going to hit your teammate in the face with the pencil. This is ridiculous. What are you supposed to do with it? It isn't very creative, perhaps. Oh, he's getting some autographs. Perhaps he could use it to tell people how it is that they can find Akron as a Division One program. Well, people are going to be dropping interceptions because they don't that's want to right. be seen with that <laughs> yeah, thing. That's what's going to happen. Fight. I don't want to carry it. No, no. Put that's it fine. in FSU's giant backpack. Do you question if Walid Karat earned his first goal of the season? You were saying to yourself when you turned on this television today, can I get some Bradley soccer highlights? Yes, you can. Look at this. This is Walid Karat. Did he earn... This goal, does it just bounce over the... Oh, come on. Oh, my God. Oh, he looked like he was loafing. That was terrible The fix is in, Poppy. What are they teaching him in Oakland, is he? I don't know, but we definitely needed... Bounce. It was a big bounce. It's a little guy. That is. I mean, my father accurately called that. That's right. Big bounce, little guy. Thank you, Bradley, for our daily terrible soccer. Update. It did feel, though, like Karat knew what he was doing there. It felt like he was trying to do that. Well, I have seen worse plays from a goal. Oh, many of them. Right. Goalie montage. Yes, this is very good. Yes, television right here. We can't get enough of these. That's right. He blamed someone else for that. That is someone else's fault, not his. There's this oh, guy. Yep. Yeah, Gloves are too big on that one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Oh, yeah. Oops. That was on purpose. Right. No, not on <laughs> no. purpose. No. Okay. <laughs> He's also <laughs> complaining to someone else. These goalies have <laughs> blame others. <laughs> guy Zero peripheral. Around. Well, it's hard to say. And then the only good goalie in the bunch. He made the save. My father never gets tired of saying that. Highly questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that has never lost a fist fight.
See? Oh, look oh, at no, that. Man. You thought he was violent, he was going to beat you up, but then he got back into character. You tell us what to watch on television tonight. Guys, a regular <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis over here. We tell you if we're intrigued. Tonight on AT&T Southwest, Athletics and Astros. Uh, tanking pays. The Astros have gotten really good with a lot of young players. They beat the Oakland A's 15 to nothing last night. They hit six home runs in the first two innings. And this guy right here, a rookie. Like they it. don't need any more power, but Jordan Alvarez hits that that far. That's his second one of the night. He's got 70-plus RBI in like 70 games. Totally ridiculous. That's the first time a ball has gone into the upper deck. Look at this monster. They don't need any more power, but they have more power. Izzy, are you intrigued? Do you think Mike Greenberg, who gave a speech against tanking recently, actively cheers against the Astros? you think he goes to bed crying after seeing this guy hit a double-decker? It paid off for them. How about you, Poppy? Are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm intrigued. I have a nickname for this guy. Michael Jordan Alvarez. That's my nickname for him. That's my expectations there, but it's a good nickname. Terrible. Tonight on Fox Sports 1, a friendly USA versus Uruguay. Oh, St. Louis. If it were unfriendly, I'd be in for it. But they're playing in St. Louis tonight, and the producers are telling me that we have a preview of this match tonight. I don't believe them, though. They're telling me we've got a set piece from U.S. soccer practice. But there's no way that's what it is. They're trying to trick us, right? What's this? Oh. Yes. Uh. See? See? Yes. There it is. Yes. <laughs> That's a good save. <laughs> a good save by the sleeping goalie. I can't even tell that that was that a goal. It seemed like it was a goal. Izzy, are you intrigued? I don't know. I think that ball went in, Dan. I think we need an investigation, not a good save at all. But yes. How about you, Poppy? Are you intrigued? No, no, I'm not intrigued at all. Are you kidding me? What, what would I want to watch the uh, that thing, that soccer thing? They're not going to win. They're they going to lose that. a bunch of losers. I you know. Show me, show me the games of the women team. Those are the ones they're going to you win. You know how That's bad a- you have to be in soccer, you people. He hasn't held up this card in four years. Tonight on ESPN, 30 for 30, Rodman for better or worse. I mean, this has got to be good, right? There's no way that this isn't good. Uh, Let's see what we have here as a preview. Who is the real Dennis Rodman? The force of nature that he was was undeniable. He was Jimi Hendrix and Will Chamberlain. Rodman turned the NBA upside down on his head. You never think back and say to yourself, now Dennis Rodman, which one was he? Dennis was a very clingy child. He was very shy. Skinny, he was awkward. I think he missed the father figure. Constantly battling his inner demons. Dennis Rodman did dirty work better than anybody in NBA history. Rodman has had a difficult and emotional time this season. Did I believe he was going to shoot himself at the Palace of Barber Hills? Yes. Oh, my God, here comes the legend of Dennis Rodman. He freaked out a lot of people in the sports world. It became more about performance art than performance. I'm going to give them what they want, okay? That's what made him Dennis Rodman, the parties. Everything came apart at the same time. Shut up, don't hurt it. I just wish I could see my son more often. You cannot send Dennis to North Korea. I'm not an ambassador, I'm Dennis Rodman. He was an accidental hero. You don't have to like him. He is a lone rebel. My dad is a really beautiful person. There's never been another Dennis Rodman. Wow. People say that. (laughs) That's funny as hell. True 
true story. His rookie year, he was so shy in Detroit. They asked him to make a little small public speech. Started crying. Didn't want to do it, and became something else. Obviously, Izzy, are you intrigued? I mean, even as a younger person, I looked at him and thought, man, there's something different about this guy, and I want to know more. I hope that answers all of my questions. That looks great. Poppy, are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. You know, that movie was beautiful, unlike his jump shot. Oh, that's true. That's no, yeah. true. He couldn't. I'm That's true. He couldn't. He couldn't. That's true. He's right about more that. Interesting. They're going to skip over that part. They're going to talk about maybe how he married himself, how he's one of 49 children. His father's name is actually Philander. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching. The internet seems to be confused about this. It's either 26 kids that Rodman's father had, or it might be 47 according to Rodman himself. Regardless, his father's name, actually Philander. Easy. Yeah. All this time I have been trying to tell you something. What's up? I'm your real dad. Your real dad, Easy. Ah! <laughs> I am so happy about this.